Welcome everyone to the Pantheon, I am Ray, and today we're looking at Ultimate Avengers 2. It's an animated movie based on the Ultimate comic books from Mark Millar. It's a kind of a retelling, a reintroduction of Avengers comic book storyline. Uh, we have the characters of Iron Man, Thor, Wasp, Giant Man, Captain America, and the Hulk. This one introduces the character of Black Panther. So the story goes like this. One of Captain America's enemies, I believe it's pronounced Harry Kessler, he is a villain of Hydra, and uh, he's found a way to come to present time, and he's worked with the Chitauri aliens to invade Wakanda, Black Panther's home, uh, hidden city. Uh, they kill his father, King Tutaka, and as a result, uh, T'Challa comes to America to find the Avengers to help him uh, defeat the alien invasion. And that's where we are in this film. It is a knockout, dragout fight thriller. Uh, but to get into the dynamics of it, let's go to my partner, Evie, and let's get his thoughts. First of all, uh, I, I have to do one correction. I said in our first review of the first Ultimates um, that I thought Eric Klesler was the Red Skull. Um, so apparently, he may or may not. But do you think he might be the Red Skull? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Just from w what was going on and po the politics of it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I'm going to blow your mind, okay? Yeah. I, I actually had to do some research on this. So, Kessler, he is uh, a, a alien hybrid. He is he he absorbed the original Harry Kessler and okay. but he but he this character was like a super scroll where he can like um, morph into anyone he wants to be. None of the aliens have the ability to become anybody else but Kessler. You're right. Wow. So he was like the super hybrid of of the Chitari race. Right. So he's one of the leaders of, of the Chitari race. Okay. Now the 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 actual uh, Red Skull. There in the Ultimate Comics, there is the there is a Red Skull. But believe it or not, in this ver in this world, he's the son of Captain America. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, so. The scene where he, uh, when Captain America goes and fights Kessler on top of the rock and the rocket blows up, mm -hmm. before he went on that mission, he was with a fiance. Her name was Gail Richards. Oh. And she fell pregnant the night before he, he went on his mission. Oh, wow. So she gave birth to a son. Now, because it was a son that was, wasn't out of wedlock, it's kind of, back then, it was kind of, you know, looked frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, the government knew he would have the super solar serum in the child, which he did. And oh. so they took the child and raised the child in a military bunker and trained him to the point where he exceeded uh, Steve Rogers' ability in terms of strength level, uh, strategies, all levels of military function, combat. He became a superior like, like soldier. Oh, wow. Cool. And on his 17th birthday, he planned his escape. He killed, I think, 246 members in that, in, on the base. So there'd be no living traces to know his, his existence. So he wiped out everybody, everyone. He, he planned it oh, all. Okay. And, yeah. And then, uh, and, and just because he, I guess he kind of resented his father, he took a knife to his face and cut off all the flesh from his skin, all the cartilage, all oh. the tissue. And that's why he is a red skull. Wow, I didn't know that. And because he has that uh, super soldier serum in him, because he can regenerate, he can heal himself, it, that serum also slowed down the aging process. So when Captain America was thawed out, Red Skull was still pretty much around and still strong and active. Uh, and then when they met in the comic books, he was actually stronger than uh, 
Captain America. Oh. That's something I didn't know, which kind of blew my mind. Interesting. So, cool. But that's not at all explored in the cartoon. So Kessler in the in the cartoon is Kessler, who was an agent of Hydra, who got killed but became a alien being. So uh, there you go. Awesome. Thanks, Ray. What did you find discouraging, and what did you find exciting about this animation? Well, they killed. Um, well, they killed Ant Man. Right. You know they're in love and this, but I don't know why they did that, but. Other than that, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay. Here's the thing I'm going to talk to you about because this is an issue uh, that I thought. Well, this is this is in your wheelhouse because okay. So Henry, Hank Pym is a genius, but emotionally he's like really unstable. I know. Yeah. You know, and moody. Who? Who? Sorry. He's moody. Moody is one way of saying it. Yeah. You, how would you break down the character then in, in the context of this movie? Like, how bad is he towards the team? Like, how say the way he is with his wife is questionable. The way he's with his team is questionable. What he, the risk he does to himself at a, at, a, at, at like his own health yeah. is is very is very disturbing. So in yeah. your very nice. Just mm -hmm. thinks of of himself. He yells at his wife. He's got issues, man. Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, uh, yeah, all right. Because I thought maybe because the, the uh, I'll leave it at that. Because I, I just think, yeah, I think he's a danger to the team. Yeah. I just think he's just, uh, my like, my initial thoughts of him is just that when, like, like he prefers to be big, looking at being small, in his opinion now, is, is, a, is a negative thought. Yeah. Know? There are things that they do, like he does... Is like he's dismissive in the war room. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah, he's, he wants to start a fight. Yeah, exactly. Did you think he might have been abusive to to Janet to the to the Pro White House? Off, off, off camera. Off camera. Oh yeah, I yeah. think. So. Uh, yeah. So I, I just thought maybe it was a, it was a little strange. Uh, okay, now here's the one question I'll ask you: Banner, the Hulk. Uh, where do you, where do you think? Because I mean, his character you don't really see that much. So where yeah. do you think that? Where do you think this character ends off or goes from here? Um, because it's all hypothetical. Like, well, what? Yeah. What why well, I think he ends up. Um, I don't know. Probably a lonely character. Mm -hmm. Doesn't really care about anybody. He just feels sorry for himself, and and yeah, one of the just lonely, frustrated people. Yeah. You know, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. You know. But still, it was a good. Um, I I like the character. I like this. I like the um, series. After all, you know, or, or or this movie rather. I still liked it. Okay. Do you have anything to add or say or? Yeah. All right. So uh, one of the things when I open up the intro of this, I, I should have clarified this is that uh, T'Challa approached the Avengers first to, to get information on Kessler because. He wanted to know how to kill the character because this character is pretty much unkillable. Right. Okay. Now, as we know, Wakanda is very um, autonomous. They like their privacy. The Avengers, realizing that the T'Chaka is dead, Kessler and the and the Chitauri's back on Earth, want to get involved. Even though they they don't want their help, they're still imposing their will onto Wakanda, even yeah. though it's, it's a head of state. They're they're risking war with another country. Mm-hmm. 
so I thought that was kind of interesting uh, that the American way still has some sort of like the they're not willing to wait for diplomacy to take take part. Right. Uh, uh, this and this predates the actual invasion, like an actual yeah. full invasion. So this there was no stakes to promote that. Uh, the one thing I'll, I'll do mention too is that this cartoon it was given a PG thirteen, but it, was, it never aired on an actual network unedited. Uh, oh. Because of the scene, the violent scene between uh, Black Panther and Kessler, it was too violent. What Panther does to Kessler in right. the fight, how he tears yeah. him up, yeah. that was because that was deemed too violent for television. Uh, right, okay. well, I personally agree with that. When you see what he does to the body, yeah, is it's pretty uh, horrific. Yeah, with the scene with Kessler, do you think it's like horror, like that that scene where they were fighting Kessler, where it's Kessler in his true form? That kind of remind me of like the thing, right? That you think that is uh, portraying horror too much, or is that just suitable for a cartoon? Um, maybe went a bit above. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I know. I think it went quite above, but still, you know, for yeah, yeah, it was a bit too violent. I found, but like I wouldn't have a six-year-old watch it or. No. Uh, yeah. No. Right. So, what would you give it? What, uh, what would be the age appropriate uh, for the show then? I don't know, 15, 14, 15. No, I agree. Because even though they give it a PG 13, I think it's uh, the themes here are, are, are very, very serious. Yeah. Because yeah. um, there's hints of like abuse, sure. there's hints of the, viol like, the violence up to others is kind of a little heavy. Okay, my big question here is Wakanda. Uh, I thought they. They really undersold the technology of Wakanda. I thought after seeing Black Panther, and again, this is like several years removed from Black Panther before that's released. So they have no idea of what um, Black Panther would have been on the big screen. So this is right. their interpretation yeah. of it. So, but I'm looking at it unfortunately through what they did with Wakanda um, when it came when Black Panther hits the theaters and how wonderful it was. Yeah. So when you see the the, the Chamber of Kings. It's like it's like a little table full of books. I know. It's true, right? It looked really, really. It undersells the the technology. It's supposed to be a technologically advanced world, right? Yeah. And they make it look like a library mm -hmm. uh, with very basic stuff. And then when it comes to organizing the weapons and everything, they're working it out of a spaceship buried below beneath the um, the city. Yeah. But they don't have. They never really utilize the technology. They're still using from the, the ship itself. So when they shot the ship, the aliens shot the ship. They stopped all the weapons and defenses of Wakanda. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't showcase the Wakandas as being really technologically sound. They were just harvesting what they had around them without learning from it. So I thought it portrays them uh, in a neg I thought it portrays them as not being that intelligent after all. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, what did you think of um, uh, T'Challa in in this movie? Yeah, kind of like very cultural, a stereotype of a black African. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought, you know, mm -hmm. not as intelligent as they were in the movie. Yeah, and what about like, uh, they, they got kind of the idea right, whereas like the council and him are at odds. Yeah, you know, they have a certain opinion of tradition. It's where tradition and the new way of thinking they collide. They clash. Yeah, yes. uh, they had that in in the movie itself too. Um, 
I'm actually I'm actually answering my own question, so I'll, I'll just stop it there. <laughs> right. So I, one thing I want to mention too that's different from it's actually through I call it three way split in the comic books. Uh, Claw kills the Chaka in the comic books. Yeah. Uh, in the movie, it was he was killed by the Winter Soldier. In right. The movie. Yeah. And in this animation, he's killed by Kessler. Yeah, you're right. Wow. So, um, I mean, either way, the Chaka has to die. But he dies three by three different hands. And so, right. and each yeah. one, uh, T'Challa is witnessing his father's death. It takes a session of the, uh, the throne of uh, Wakanda. For sure. Um, overall, uh, were, were, did you, would you recommend this? Where are you on the fence on this? Um, I wouldn't have like a 10 year old watch it maybe a 15 year old mm. it's quite violent but other than that it was okay I'd give it a 6.5 7 maybe right I'd give it a, I'd give it a 7 too on our last review on the first ultimates we said pretty much this is a, it, was, it was a somber ending yeah uh, I feel the same way with this because, as you need to too. I mean, there's an Avenger dies at the end of this one. When this comic book was created, it's in response to that post 9/11. So yeah. it was it dealt with this. So I think this deals more with the the, the the collateral damage, like the aftermath and owning the responsibilities of casualty. True. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So I think even when they win, it's at a cost, and when they lose, it's at a cost. Yeah, you're right. And so when when you and I were watching the first one, because I couldn't articulate it properly, but I probably could do it now, is that um, what you're watching is um, we're having empathy to what we're seeing because they experience great tragedy. Yeah. Even in their victory, and then you, we get to feel that tragedy. So that's why we were, I think we were saying, like in the first one, they won, but I didn't feel I was kind of like a Debbie Downer. I wasn't really feeling. Uh, yeah. That it wasn't joyous. Uh, this one, I mean, it's a little bit more positive, but still, I mean, Banner's AWOL, and uh, you have a death in the group, yeah. and, and uh, there are certain things that go on uh, in this. Uh, what I do want to mention, too, uh, quickly, is that uh, this, okay, so this predates uh, Age of Ultron by, by six years. Okay. But if you, if you think about it, uh, Thor's character pretty much nails it with the movie, where he's in the the Nords of Fate in the pool. He's mm -hmm. actually using uh, audiograms uh, to get the, like a, a vision of the future, where he sees the death of the Avengers. Yeah, right. So you're you're getting some parallel, some overlap in the characters. You're also getting nightmares with, with uh, Steve Rogers uh, being a man at a time, seeing everyone he knows die, and in the vision well, that the Scarlet Witch gives him, he he sees the death of everyone he's around him. So yeah. he's left behind. So, you're, yeah. you're, there are overlaps in it. Besides those two things, did, did you see any comparisons between the two? Um, no, I didn't actually. So, no, hit it right on the head. What's interesting about this is it, it came out in 2006, years before the first MCU Iron Man came out. So this predates all the MCU. Right. So if you keep that in mind, it's quite remarkable what this film does in terms of drama and how it connects sort of to the MCU. Sure. Uh, for the double feature, uh, uh, for this one, I'm going to base it on H.G. Wells' novel, which was 
sensationalized by Orson Welles' uh, radio show that created quite a stir. Um, Spielberg did a movie out with this with Tom Cruise in 2005. Uh, there's a movie coming that came out, just came out on Fox, a miniseries, and it was a series that came out last year on uh, BBC, and it's War of the Worlds. Yeah, I never saw it, though. Yeah. But still, I, eventually, I'm going to see it. Right, so you might get a chance. It's coming on Fox. Uh, it's going to be out, I think, in January or February, December, so you'll get an opportunity to see it then. When you see the invasion, the stills of England, it's... Right. Shot for shot taken from the H.G. Wells adaptation of that. And it's dead on. And so that's where I, I got, I think, the motivations for the look of it, of, the, of these things on giant legs, okay. uh, were from, was from the, uh, was, was that from the novelization of H.G. Uh, Wells. Cool. Would you say is the uh, double feature that you say would probably be best suit this animation? Um, from that animation, V. Have you ever seen the show called V about Wait. these? Oh, I've seen I've seen both miniseries or the yeah. series, the miniseries yeah. that opened to kick it off. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely that, definitely that. You know, I thought, and they were like aliens in the in in like human skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I can't wait like to see the Fox version. I know mm -hmm. that there's. A version. I'm not sure if it's CTV or CBC, but they're gonna. Oh, here in Canada, it's gonna be on CBC here in Canada. Okay. Uh, yeah, with uh, Gabriel Byrne and uh, uh, the girl from um, uh, Downtown Abbey. Uh, okay. So uh, it's 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 really good. Uh, it came out last year on Fox, but you can also but it's coming here in Canada uh, in 2020, end of 2020, early 20, uh, 2021. So. Okay. Um, Sure, the actual date, but yeah, it, it looks it looks exciting for us to uh, to look. At. Uh, what would you rate this movie? Um, I don't know. I'd say seven or eight. Mm -hmm. I must start. I'm I like stuff with spaceships and stuff, so I could watch anything and say, "Oh, that's really good." So mm -hmm. I'd give it a seven or eight, definitely. Uh, I'm going to give this a six and a half. Uh, I liked it. I didn't know much about the origins of Ultimate Comic Books, so. Okay. Uh, I did not know. Even when you look at the the the, the, the artwork for this, like the, still the cover art for this, um, I thought it'd be. So I wasn't. I didn't think it'd be a drama. This was a very serious drama. Okay. So it was more of a drama than I than I give credit for, which is probably not a bad thing. But I think I, I came with a certain preconceived notion to the, towards this, and so when it wasn't met, I I have I give it a lowering. But that's not to take away from the movie itself. I thought the movie was really solid. Okay. Uh, uh, that concludes our show. Now, for 2021, we're going to be reviewing all of Phase 3 and Phase 4 films individually. We ask you to send us an email at thepantheonofm at gmail.com. Give us just a paragraph or a sentence, just your, your uh, initial thoughts of any of these movies. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We'll be reading your comments out and giving you an acknowledgement on our show. Uh, so if you're Tim from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, we'll definitely give you a shout out and say thank you and read your comments on the audio portion of the podcast. And on behalf of Evie and myself, we want to say thank you and we'll see you next week. A secret civilization thought it was safe. <laughs> we cannot afford to lose anymore. Father! But when the king was killed, ah! 
His son vows to avenge his father's death. I must know how to stop him. You and I, we're after the same thing. He thought he could do it alone. But to succeed, the Black Panther must join Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, and all of the Avengers in the Ultimate Rematch. Ultimate Avengers 2. Ah, it's good to be back. How long before it encompasses the planet? Ten minutes, sir. Kill They thought the battle was over. They didn't realize it had only just begun. Get ready for the final fight for survival of the planet. Ultimate Avengers 2. Thank <laughs> you.